Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Hello, welcome to Lady Audacity. I'm Alex. And I'm Meredith. And for our August episode, Meredith did a wonderful deep dive on Wallace Simpson and how she's been captured by the media. In particular, that's what we concentrated on. It's riveting. We got fresh tea from one of the authors of a book that Meredith read, which was very fun to cackle about. And a lot of just oh moments when you're really talking about Wallace's life, especially her relationship with the media. So you check out the link in our show notes for that. You will enjoy it. And we also have a few others on Meredith and Princess Anne for our eras tour. Yes, we have a Margaret, not Meredith. I was like, oh, I'm a. Oh, <laughs> I like it. I like it. Princess Meredith has a ring to it. <laughs> and it's over on our Patreon and Apple subscriptions. But before we get into this episode, I have a big announcement. And this is probably going to come as a shock, but a lot of thought went into this and here it is. When Alex approached me to start a podcast in April, life looked really different than it does now. I have some long-term projects in the works, including I just signed with an agent for my book proposal, which is exciting and kind of scary and all the things. And I've had to make some really tough decisions to take things off my plate so today will be my last episode with Lady Audacity, and I'm still going to pop in every now and then, but I am officially on hiatus so I can really focus my time and attention on these projects and allow the podcast to flourish because I just, I just don't have the bandwidth. And I know, and Alex and I know that this comes as a shock, and I have been trying so hard to find ways to make it work so I didn't have to make this decision, but... I have to for my other projects, my family, my health. And truly, this has always been Alex's baby. Lady Audacity comes from her substack of the same name, and she had the idea to do a podcast. It's a fabulous idea, and I've had such a good time doing it, and it's just been an amazing few months, and I can't wait to see where Alex takes Lady Audacity. She has so many amazing ideas in the works, and 
I just know she's going to hit it out of the park. And I, I just hope that, you know, the little people over here can can come on every once in a while and guest host. Like, don't forget, don't forget about me when you're famous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. I'm like, so you're booking a lady audacity for your book tour, right? Like, obviously, obviously. I don't care if it's just because I have to guilt you as a friend. You're coming on here. <laughs> no, we totally are. Again, this was this is such a hard decision to make, especially when, you know, Alex and I are friends and it's just, it's hard. It's hard because it's I not a great, <laughs> I, oh, I know I no, but like, I'm so happy and excited for you. You know, it's like, it's sad, but it's exciting. It's for all the best reasons. And yeah. Lord knows, I don't want you mentally strained and physically strained because of this podcast. Like you're agent official, like fly, fly. <laughs> I don't want to do something and, and half-ass it, you know, I want to be able to give my all the things I do and I'm not going to be able to do, to do that. And that's not fair to the podcast. That's not fair to my family. That's not fair to the book. So it was a crappy situation to make. And Alex and I were literally like, can we still voice memo each other all the time? And it's like, wait, yes, we're not breaking up. And I mean, I've already promised for her to come and drop in and do some Dan updates for us because. Oh yeah. Dan, Dan, the dirty man is my segment. Yes, Dan the Dirty Man. I mean, no one else can do it like Meredith. So that is that's all hers. <laughs> I will still be around. I am still obviously the number one fan of Lady Audacity. I am so grateful and honored that Alex reached out to me to to start this project at all. Like I'm really, really thankful that I could be on the ground floor and I can't wait to see where it goes. Meredith is a huge author. I can be like, yeah, I recognize that talent before most y'all even knew. Just say, I'm going to put that on my resume. Like, I'm very good at spotting talent. I spotted Miss Meredith, okay? Well, yeah, you're, you really are. You did that. You did that. So I, did that. I, did that. <laughs> I know it's a shock. I know it's hard. I'm still going to be around. This is not goodbye. This is see you soon. So a lot of this conversation has been happening behind the scenes. So this is just us presenting it to you now, but know that this has been going on. We have been talking about this and yeah, this is where we are. So listen, let's make this final up for now. Let's for just now. make it, let's make it good because this let's be honest, fun. there's always shady stuff Classic going on. Yes. Classic. <laughs> so do you want to go into bananas articles? Let's do it. Please start us off. Okay. Please. So I kind of cheated. It's not Yay! so, mm, Look at her go. The girl that never got detention in school. Yeah, just cheating over here. So anyway, I did not so much find a bananas article as a bananas situation. So this is actually from CNN. And the headline is King Charles's charity will face no further police action over honor scandal. And I was Mm. like, say what? So basically what's been going on for a while is there has been and you wouldn't know from media coverage is that there have been scandals related to Prince Charles's charities and and cash for basically titles such as the most excellent order of the British Empire, the CBE title for a prominent Saudi businessman and cash exchanged hands. I mean, literally, the prince and the charities needed to when he was prince, now he's king, had to apologize and say that they would never again accept money in suitcases. Like when you have to do that, you you done messed up. And here's really the part that gets me. So what the Met said was that after careful consideration of the information received as a result of the investigation to date, the Met has concluded that no further action will be taken in this matter. (laughs) Really? After careful consideration. And 
what we also found out from the article is that two men were interviewed over the course of the investigation and more than 200 documents were reviewed, the force added. No arrests were made or charges brought during the inquiry. Y'all, y'all, if you are rich and powerful and probably white, you can do anything. You can just do anything. The fact that no one has been, I mean... This this is like a quid pro quo. Am I missing something? I mean, I don't understand the ins and out of UK law, but kind of feels like something illegal happened. And I have it on very good source that Charles and Michael Fawcett, who was his former valet, who was in charge of a lot of this, were not interviewed. Yeah, which is pretty wild. Yeah, it really made me think, how can you have independent oversight when you also serve at the behest of the crown? How does that work? Can there ever really be independent oversight of the monarchy mm-hmm. in the UK? And I think it's just even more so when we're talking, this is like cash for access. This is everything the royals are not supposed to be about. It's tacky. This is, let's be real, everything that Megan's supposed to be about. Okay. So taking cash to be like, look, you can meet me now. You can have access. You can walk around Frogmore Cottage. But no, that's not what's happening. That's what's happening with King Charles, then Prince Charles. And Michael Fawcett has a very long history of being corrupt and conniving. And it's very clear allegedly that Charles seems to give him this go ahead. And it's like, if anyone's going to get their hands dirty, it will be you, not me. And I think before he got in trouble because he was accepting gifts, that was why he got kicked out the first time. And then he was also the one who was a part of that. I'm forgetting the proper name for this, but pretty much one of the employees that worked at Clarence house, like one of the maids went to court because she got called the N-word and she said it was by Michael Fawcett and that Charles heard and pretty much told, and this is, I cover this all on Duchess M.M. Grace. There's a highlight for this. Yes. So that's when I talked about the history of racism with the royal family. She lost. And that wasn't the first time too that a black woman who was a maid or servant complained that Michael Fawcett was racist along with other people running that household and nothing was being done about it. This man has a long history. I don't know if he knows where the bodies are buried or what. Are they truly just besties? But Charles will not let him go. Yeah. And again, the Times UK, there's, uh, I'm, I'm forgetting the, I'm blanking on the reporter's name, but they, they're the ones that broke the story and they've done some incredible investigative work. It's worth it to look into. Yes. There are at least a dozen articles related to how this scandal started and how it broke and even the issues around the independent team that was supposed to be looking into this and the connections mm-hmm. that they had to the palace. And again, it's just, and it also, it brings me back to, and people don't talk about this enough, Sophie Wessex motorcade <laughs> that collided. I am still stuck on that shit because I am mad. I am so mad for that woman and her family that we have not heard a peep about that investigation. And there's supposed to be an independent investigation, which now I'm like, nothing is going to happen. Nothing is going to come no, of this. They're going to quietly, happen. quietly, in two years, they're going to say it was an unfortunate situation, but we're not charging anyone at this time. And I, it is so infuriating that there is no justice because people will go to that. Well, let the courts, let the police, you know, look into it. Well, what if they're not How? doing their job? How, what <laughs> yeah, if they're, like, who are you supposed to turn to? to investigate the man who is in charge of the law or the family that is in, literally in charge of the government and law and order? Like, it just doesn't mesh right. That's why it's laughable. And one little fun point about this too is that Harry, there's documentation 
proving that I guess Harry had warned his father about this man because there's a picture of him and Harry, I think meeting somewhere in Africa. I'm forgetting where it might've been in South Africa, but I think he wanted to do donations to Cintabal. I might be butchering that name, but Harry pretty much said no. And I think there was an email sent out to Charles people from Harry's people saying like, Hey, this guy seems a little fishy. I don't know if we should be taking money from him. So Harry opted out and his greedy daddy didn't. I'm just saying. And I think this also points to to overall that charity can be slimy. And this is not even just the royals, but charity can be slimy. And it makes me also somewhat think about the man who was responsible for funding the Royal Foundation of the Prince and Princess of Wales is under investigation for extortion. Mind you, none of his money connected to the Royal Foundation is under question or anything like that, but he's having his own financial investigations, and I guess he had fought the courts for his name to not be named in public, but lost. So that has came out. It's just, again, who 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 surprised? Rich people hang out with shady-ass people. <laughs> Rich <laughs> people be shady. To get money, okay? <laughs> yeah, not a surprise. But what is your Bananas article? Because I know it's leading us into a very good conversation. Yeah. So again, leaning on this isn't just a bananas article. It's a banana situation. Okay. Okay. We got a situation here to to quote Mike the situation. <laughs> <laughs> we got a situation, you guys. Okay. Get the duck and, Well, 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 well. William is rightfully so getting his ass handed to him right now. So. This all pretty much began, and I why I say ass handed to him, I mean, he's literally being dragged through the mud for laziness, sexism, and using his child for PR. So let's get into it. And I'm happy to say this all started because of the Women's World Cup. Like, you will see there's a theme throughout this, like, where women are just making issues for William, and I love it. So the Women's World Cup just concluded in Australia. It was held there, and on August 16th, the Lionesses beat Australia 2-1 to one in the semifinals, which means they were making it to the finals. This was huge because this is the first time an English football team had made it to the World Cup Finals since 1966, male or female. Huge. So, and I say this because I feel like for us Americans, we don't quite understand how big this is. Like, I would say, like, think about, like, NFL, and it's your favorite team ever, and they haven't been to the Super Bowl, and, like, 50 years it's kind of the red Sox when they hadn't won for you know like 80 something 86 or so years or whatever when they won the world series in 2004 that's like my best frame of reference because i come from a very big red Sox fan fandom so that's my that's my frame of reference Yes, exactly. So it's like your team is going, but like this is the entire United States of America's team and just multiply that times a billion. Okay. And because I've always said, I think England's love for their football by far eclipses our love for our football. Mind you, all of my research is based off that 2005 movie, Green Street Hooligans, and me being obsessed with Charlie Hunnam for a month when I was like 13 because of it. But I'm just saying facts are facts. So 13-year-old Alex knows this, you guys. So just trust her, okay? (laughs) So this is a very big deal. And when this got announced, almost immediately, we heard from the prime minister wasn't going to be going. We heard the king of England, Charles, wouldn't be going. And then, of course, we hear that William is not going. Now, out of the three, William is getting the most heat. 
And it's because not only is he a royal where their entire power is being seen and supposed to be representing Britain on a national and especially an international stage when it's appropriate, but he is the president of the Football Association, you guys. (laughs) He is the president of the Football Association. That's like the president of the NFL not going to the Super Bowl. It just doesn't quite make sense. And this title, by the way, is pretty much made up for the Royals. It was actually Andrew who had it before William, who got it in 2006. And the entire point of their job is to be seen promoting and supporting English football. So when it all came out that none of these men were going to be go to be going, people were immediately pissed. For one, it brought up the conversation about work shy William. And then even more so, which would say even worse for William and his brand, it talked about the sexism. There's actually a really great tweet that almost is at like 100K likes on Twitter from Charlotte Clymer that says, sorry, let me see if I understand this. England is in its first World Cup final in nearly six decades, and neither King Charles nor Prince William nor any member of the British royal family nor Prime Minister Sunak are attending, and we're supposed to believe this isn't sexism. Yes, because as that is announced in the Lionesses are going against the Spanish team. It is immediately announced that Queen Letizia and her daughter, Princess Sophia, are going. So it again just doesn't look good whatsoever. And it got so bad that even royalists, even the royal road has started to call. Even Piers Morgan was mad. Victoria Ward was mad. I mean, people had opinions. People, when your own people are mad at you, because I genuinely think William thought he was just easily going to be back. Because when he said no, he wasn't going, no excuse was given. And other than, well, he's on holiday. Duh. So actually, and Russell Meyer, this is, I'm pretty sure he's the editor of The Sun, not just a journalist, spoke about this actually on an Instagram post that he made and also in an article where he says, like so many others who have followed this World Cup, I am full of excitement for the final and cheering the woman on all the way. Why, therefore, is Prince William, as president of the Football Association, not going to attend Sunday's final in Sydney? I can't fathom a situation where he wouldn't be at the men's final if England achieved such an amazing sporting feat as the women have done. What do you think? Get on the plane, Wills, or he is right not to disturb his family holiday. <laughs> the family holiday is like a month long. Listen, on yes. the one hand... I really thought that the media was going to spin this more as a, you know, William is is a modern dad because they've really done a lot of that. Like this is a different kind yes. of family. He's raising his kids differently than he did, than his father did. And there was a way to do that, I think, and to telegraph yes. that. And it's very interesting. The media decided not to do that. But also exactly. who on his team is advising anything? Because from a media standpoint, and I'll actually, I'll save this until you get into what he does. Yes, because I have questions for you because- if you guys don't know, Meredith has worked in crisis management and stuff like that. So trust me, I'm going to be using that for the end of this because I have questions on what the hell is going on. (laughs) We'll get into it. (laughs) Yes, we will. So this is going on. And so he says that. And the Royal Rota, we've got Piers Morgan. We have Richard Palmer throwing off and on shade about this and just how it's not the same as being at home and supporting them than being in the stands. If you lost Palmer... Damn. And and that's what I'm saying of what is going on because it is giving 2016. Because the funny thing is Palmer used to be one of the royal reporters that would call out Will, Kate, and Harry for being work shy. That was his thing. But when Megan came along, it just completely went away. And I do think this might be an issue because... 
I think it was the sun, maybe the mirror, but they got their like quarterlies. And I guess like their online readership and the actual newspaper readership has pretty dropped pretty dramatically for them. So I can't help wonder if it's a little bit of you guys aren't giving us the clicks we need without the Sussex. You know, constantly going out about how you guys get along and how you're so amazing is not getting us the clicks that we need. And most of all, I think it's very obvious there's tension going on behind the scenes, but none of the royals are willing to talk about it like the way they were willing to talk about Harry and Meghan and feed the press all these little stories. So I'm not I'm not that surprised they're finally getting some blowback, you know. So with this all happening to many of these people, again, including Richard Palmer, which is surprising, are underlining the fact that William was reportedly going to go to the World Men's Cup final in Qatar. That was last year. That was if the male English football team made it to the finals. They got into the semifinals, but they were knocked out. It was immediately reported when the World Cup started that he wasn't going to be going. And then it was like, he may go if they go to the finals. I'm sure some things can be worked out. And then Richard Palmer says in his recent article that was dropped a few days ago about everything going on with the female world cup that Williams team made it clear that he would go for sure to the men's world final last year, if they made it to the finals and they did not. So when only a year ago you have stories coming out, he was going to go to the men's world final. It again, just layers on the sexism that is coming from William and his team. And I will note with that too, though, overall I was looking at this and William has never gone to a world cup. He has never gone to a World Cup if it wasn't in England. So overall, again, the laziness is still just there. I'm just like, how as a president do you not go to games unless they're just in London? That's pretty wild to me. Also, literally, Victoria just pulled out of the Commonwealth Games bid, which is like their version of modified Olympics. And you would think with that kind of discontent that perhaps the future king should show up in a in a country that's maybe kind of internally debating being exactly. a part of the commonwealth. And this is a big one to be debating leaving the commonwealth, Australia. Okay, let's be real on what these people are thinking about. Not only is this an actual continent, but it's very well known for the white people living in it. This is like a white country to many people. And I think them losing a white continent is far more scary for them than losing like Jamaica or the Bahamas. And it was after the queen died, there was many polls that popped up that said, I have one up right here that said, our stallions were pretty much very much split on if they wanted to continue to have the monarchy. What is it? How the monarchy reigns over them? Because technically King is, Charles is the King of Australia too. After the queen had died, it was about 54% agree that following the end of Queen Elizabeth II's reign, Australia should end its formal ties to the British monarchy. That has not changed since she has passed. So it is very questionable why William wasn't there to not only support English football as the president of the FA, but as the Prince of Wales, not there to celebrate football in a Commonwealth country, not only them holding it, but having two Commonwealth football teams in the finals. It was just very... A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. 
Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Bad politics. And again, I'm just like, what is happening? So on top of that, of the, you know, talk about William as being lazy and why they're not trying to spread their love and show support over the Commonwealth, was that he's also getting kind of kind of caught up in overall, and rightfully so, overall conversation that's going on in English football right now, which is a lot of the horrible things and the inequalities that women have to face in it. So William's decision only highlights how unsupportive the men in gray suits are to the female players, which is why he's being grouped into headlines like this. This is by Marina Hyde, and this is for The Guardian. It's talking about the lionesses, and it says, lionesses, feeling let down by men, don't worry. And then it goes on, and this is what the tweet says for it that she put. My column on FIFA boss Gianni Infantino patronizing women beyond belief, Prince William snubbing the lionesses, Man United waiting to clear their Mason Greenwood decision with female players. Not a great few days for some of the football's guys in suits. So again, he is literally in a headline with some pretty atrocious people. For one, we have the misogyny here. Because like this headline represents, in this order, acts of misogyny, sexism, and rape culture. You have the misogyny with Gianni and his pretty much... In an interview, he was like a man explaining how female football players need to be appreciative for what the men are doing for them already. And if they just kind of like sit back and wait that they'll get their time to shine and just it's just gaslighting and it's just ignorant and it's it's gross. And then you have the sexism, the president of the Football Association, Prince William, not supporting the World Cup in person because, well, the flight's long. And he is on holiday because at the end of the day, that is what he was giving. And then for as for rape culture, you have Mason Greenwood. So this is a football player on Manchester United. His ex-girlfriend and the mother of his child, I think it was a couple last week or maybe the week before that, exposed him for heinous, violent abuse against her. She had photographs and she had audio recordings for proof. I'm going to warn you now if you look that up. It's it's hor- it's horrible. Okay, it's horrible. And the reaction to this from the football community is kind of, well, he's a good player. And then his team, United Manchester, are absolutely rallying around him and doing just a full court press in the media about how he's actually a great guy and he come from, he came from a troubled home and he's been with them since they were he was seven. So they just like have to you know help him out again disgusting okay and this is who william is being grouped with all because he made the decision not to go and i don't say all because in a way to like he's getting slack that he doesn't deserve but because all because he's lazy and he doesn't see female football as the same as male football it's just not as exciting 
And, and mind you, I will say that there are people who are trying to stand up for him. I think Victoria, I don't know, the one who- Arbiter? Pre- yeah, you know. Are that, you talking that, about that the thing. daughter of Dickie Arbiter who went from reporting on the royal family to working within the royal family? Yes. And now his daughter is a royal commentator. Nepo babies, <laughs> Nepo babies. Nepo babies. And no surprise, this Nepo family is all up the royal family's ass. This is actually a tweet from Dickie Arbiter. And he had a really good response to it from someone else, Albie, that I want to read to. So Dickie says, there's a lot of media huffing and puffing as to whether Prince William should go to the FIFA World Cup in Sydney. Consider flight over 20 hours, security costs to the Australians and the carbon footprint. He's damned if he does and damned if he doesn't. Okay. So in response, this man, Albi, says, the Queen of Spain and Infanta Sofia are going, representing Britain on the international stage like this is exactly what royals are for. What is the point in being given all the privileges of being royal, being gifted an honorary role as president of the Football Association? Then you don't even go to support the Lionesses at the World Cup final. Big error judgment from Kensington Royal. Absolutely agree. Because when it comes out to this, I think this is an unhealthy dose of sexism, but I think it's an even larger dose of laziness and thinking that the media would back him on this decision. Because like you said, it would be giving the, he's, you know, a father, he doesn't want to leave his children, or he doesn't want to have to bring them on a national stage, even though he hasn't already. So I have to ask Meredith, where would you have gone? I don't know, 24 hours into several viral tweets calling him sexist and grouping him with people that are like racist or rapist and misogynist. <laughs> I would have booked that damn plane and got his ass on that damn plane and took Literally, them off. Like, Get your ass on the plane. Because even, okay, let's say, let's say England wasn't playing. Either way, it's being held in Australia, which is a Commonwealth yes. country. You know it's during holiday, so... Pack the kids Mm -hmm. up, get Kate, make it a family affair, show the boys cheering on the girls team just as much. As you know, I do not like using the children for props, but if you're going to use them for props, don't make it very clear that women's sports are are not of interest because are you okay with me going into what they decided to do? Please, because you know that's next up. Okay. (laughs) So here's the thing. Nothing that they do on social media, it's supposed to feel like spontaneous and organic, but it never is. It is carefully choreographed. And I think what ends up happening is there are so many people involved in decision making and the optics that they end up overcorrecting and just making bigger mistakes. And this is what happened here. I don't know when they filmed this video of basically it's Prince William sitting with his arm around Charlotte on a bench. She is clutching a soccer ball football i don't know whatever you want to call it i'm confused now like it's freaking wilson from castaway just you know blink twice if you're okay and he is giving like his congratulations you know oh we were cheering on the lionesses blah 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 and he does say i'm sorry too in that because that's what a lot of the headlines that were being shady led with william says in quotes i'm sorry in quote he's not going to the lionesses finals <laughs> So I don't know when this video was made, but there was a lot of thought and effort put into the video and the optics. And I have been told people are like, Charlotte's a huge you know, football fan of the Lionesses, which is great, which yeah. is great. I'm not taking that away from her. I do not like, though, when there has been vitriol, you know, attacking a parent or an adult and they bring out a child to kind of buffer it because yeah. who's going to say nasty things when there's a kid there? I don't love that. Exactly. I also think the optics of not including the boys in that video is so short-sighted and you're literally reinforcing the idea that like, it's a girl sport. Here's a girl. Here's my thing. Yes. 
if this was the men's team, would he be there? Or second of all, if he couldn't be there for whatever reason, would the three kids not be in the video? I just think they totally unintentionally proved the point that they were trying to refute, which is, you know, no one really cares, like women's sports, the double standard. And they just ended up reinforcing that. Mm. And I'm just like, who is doing this? Now, <laughs> given the salaries that we have seen for some of the communications positions at the palace, I am not surprised. This is a thankless, thankless yeah. job. <laughs> I know Lee Thompson has to be dialing it down a bit, like his excellence, because I'm like, I know he wouldn't do this at NBC. Okay. <laughs> he would know better on how to approach this. Because, like you said, I mean, By the time we got that video, which was on the 19th, the day before they played on the 20th, they had gone from no excuse, he's on holiday, to quickly flipping over to the, it's a very long flight and that's bad for the environment. The way they were trying to hop from excuse to excuse, they could tell it just wasn't working. And what I think makes me even more eerie about that is in today's Daily Express, how Prince William intends to respond to criticism over his decision not to travel to Australia and clarity on why he chose not to go. Environmental reasons are were a minor factor, but not the main reason. So... This isn't your mind. Right. Thank you. So first off, this was posted like four hours before they posted that video with Charlotte. So they obviously gave them the leak that he was going to do something big. So that for me makes it even more eerie. And then there was this really good tweet by Jessica Eve Kennedy that says Prince William and David Beckham, both using their daughters as props and their good luck lionesses videos is giving so is giving so much as a father of a daughter energy. And okay, hit it on the head because yes, David Beckham did the same thing. I think Rish Sunak, he was with like a little girl's football team. It was just, this is inspiring for females, but not inspiring for everyone. And that's what's so annoying. This is the first football, English football team to make the world final, a world cup final since 1966. If this was the men's final, it'd be everyone should be proud, but they're trying to just center it around only women and girls, which of course is not good because it once again teaches boys that women are less than our sports are less than. Like a woman can, a girl can be inspired by a man in his sports, but they can, they can be inspired by David Beckham, but I can't be inspired by one of the lionesses. It's just really sad. And I think it genuinely shows too how ignorant William is and the people around him because he made that video and no one thought, okay, we definitely need to throw George in here too, or at least Luis. It tells you, it tells you who is surrounding them making these decisions. And it, it reminds me of the way, you know, UK newsrooms are like, 0.2% people of color. So you mostly have white people making decisions on what is racist. And if you don't have a diverse group of people deciding, hey, are we yes. are we kind of holding ourselves to this idea of like we're we're more progressive and modern? Like, do we actually understand the issues? Because in many ways, they're showing how they're kind of like a decade behind mm-hmm. in how we're dealing with this. Like, catch, we need to catch up. Exactly. Like, this was, again, one of those moments where like this would have been really cute in 2013. Yeah, it's, <laughs> you know not, I mean? it's not now. And it's 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 stunning to see the way that they haven't evolved and the way that, you know, something that's supposed to be run like a tight ship. Yes. I th- really think it's a case of overthinking every move. And I understand, you know, the number of eyes that are going to be on this. But I think sometimes y- they end up going, they're like, OK, well, we have a we have a girl and we have a soccer ball and we have William on a bench looking relaxed. You know, it's mm-hmm. they, they kind of don't see the forest through the trees. I just think. No. It's kind of incredible that no one spoke up and said, uh, shouldn't we have the boys in here? Well, exactly. Or just spoke up sooner and said, 
sorry, William, but you have to go. Yeah. And mind you, there is, again, 2015, 2016. And trust me, you guys, I will be doing an episode through this period. I'm actually bugging one of my friends, Diane, to hop on with me because she knows this era well, too. But the royal reporters, the royal rota from Rebecca English, Richard Palmer, and so on, would talk about off and on, somewhat lightly, that there was too many yes men around William. It was too many yes men. It was too many of pretty much people that were almost like his pals and, you know, around his same age and stuff like that. And no one knew how to say no to him. They all just think they all knew best and they fed into the... William thinking he knew best. And this right here, I can't help but think no one knows how to say, get on the fucking plane, William. <laughs> like, no one I has know. the power to, and William doesn't have anyone he respects enough and will listen to enough to just do that. And in, in his defense, in a small defense, this takes yeah. meticulous planning. Yes, but it does. To that, I say, we kind of knew about this date for a while. The royals yes. notoriously take off August for holiday. And I understand it's a long flight, but asking someone to go to a football match, the World Cup, like, does it feel like, wow, we're really making them work? Yes, in a Commonwealth country. No one looked at this weeks ago. It, well, exactly. And there's a color. You can tell this excuse isn't doing well because it was actually on the 21st for Good Morning Britain, which is a huge morning talk show in Britain who loved the royals. But they had two guests on. One was someone from The Guardian, and I can't remember who the other person was, but they are talking about this, and they all universally agree that he should have gone to the game, which, first off, isn't great. And then they're all making fun of him, like, oh, you know, William couldn't get away from his vacation. Again, not good, because despite the fact, and mind you guys, by the 21st, there was a third excuse that was thrown out, which was that there was some sort of summit going on on Monday, and that Charles really wanted Kate and William to be there, because they were going to to discuss on how pretty much they can show love to the Commonwealth and keep them around. Mind you, I guess no one thought, hey, a good way to show love to the Commonwealth would be for you as president of the Football Association to go to the World Cup where it's being hosted in a Commonwealth country. But anyways, so, and obviously that again is them trying to once again throw blame on someone else and like William and Kate are just like these poor victims of everyone else. Whatever. So that was the third excuse. It's not sticking. Good morning, Britain. They're still making fun of him for not wanting to depart from his vacation. Because everyone said, like, we all know that's why he didn't want to go. He didn't want to interrupt his vacation. And then it goes further to question, what's even the point of them? Which is the biggest thing that they do not want, is people asking what is the point of them. Because the guy from the garden, he said, look, I'm I'm not for the monarchy. I'm anti-monarchy. He's like, but even I will admit he should have been there. It's literally his job. If we're going to have royals, the entire point of them is to show up when it's supposed to be, you know, Britain on a national stage or international stage. They are supposed to be literally the physical embodiment of British pride, you guys. Like, they are the flag, but a human. <laughs> and to bring it back just to the, like the Bananas article with, with the charities, what is always surprising, too, is like, again, there's so much conversation around the money and how much they need and how much mm -hmm. they should be supported. So not going to something that really uh, what's the point of royals if you don't go to this exactly. is one question and then just the idea that always that keeps you know kind of striking me is this idea that why the hell did king charles need money for all mm. of his he's a billionaire, billionaire many times over why did they even need to do this cash for access for the, why is that even necessary with the amount of wealth they have and then it comes back to like what is the point then 
if yes. these people are allegedly involved in some shady stuff with their charities mm-hmm. and there's tax haven stuff. And then they're not going to things that would have been taxpayer funded anyway. And then it comes back to what you said. What is the point then of a monarchy? Exactly. And it's like, I think two people need to picture like this football stadium. You have Spain on one side who literally has the queen of their country. On the other side, you don't have the king of England. You don't have the football association president, who's also the prince of England. And you don't even have the prime minister. Another bad optics, more bad optics was the fact that it was the the queen of Spain that was consoling the English team. Yeah. And not, I mean, that was terrible. And mind you too, I don't know this for a hundred percent, but I've tried to look in for, into and from what I can find, it is true. But people were saying that on BBC they were not showing many scenes or images at all of Queen Letizia, not only comforting the lionesses, but not even celebrating with the Spanish team. It was almost like someone didn't want them to see another royal was present there and was doing the job that they should have done. Because <laughs> that's what it comes down to. And like what you were saying too, of what's the point with the money and everything? I also think it's like what's the point if we're supposed to be hiring, you guys should be hiring these teams to help you guys do all these things. And it's just so many like flubs like this that were easy. Cause as someone noted too, this easily, cause again, we all knew, th- knew this was happening for a very long time. This easily could have been turned into a tour. World cup is happening. Last time we tried to go on a tour pandemic happened. I think a little bit before that they tried again, but the fires were going on in Australia and it was a very overwhelming, like, we don't want you here. There's fires going on. We don't want to put our tax money there. So it's like, you finally have an opportunity to go and it's about football, something everyone loves. And you would be watching the team. You would be cheering them on. And you could of course do a couple other things, but it's like, no one thinks, cause I don't know, I guess you're on vacation and you can't have just a month long vacation instead of a two month long vacation. Again, like Workshy William is just not giving what it needs to give. And I'm very interested to see where it goes from here because He's obviously going to meet the lionesses when they come back to England. So my big wonder is if he's going to bring all the kids. Like, is he finally going to pivot and listen? Because it's made pretty clear, especially when you see we just had the Swedish royal family. They met their team. They came in bronze, the Swedish football team. And for that meeting, it was the queen or no. The princess of Sweden, she's next in line to the throne. Her brother, who is just, oof. And then her son and her daughter. So when you see the Swedish royal family get it, they brought people from, you know, male and female. They're all celebrating. They're all happy. I'm very much wondering if William is going to go in, if Charlotte and George will be there. I was thinking Kate, but I honestly, I think we won't see Kate there. And I don't think we usually see Kate in these more intimate like football settings because I think they very much want football to be William's thing and meeting the team coming off and stuff. I think get a little too distracted with Kate there. And especially when William flubbed this, I'm sure they want all the attention on William, like embracing these ladies and talking about how much he, how proud he is of them and so on and so on. So it's like, are they going to bring all the kids? Because like we discussed, it's not great to be talking about how they should use the kids for their PR. But the fact of the matter is, it's very clear that they're going to. Like, I'm very happy that William isn't going to be setting them in front of a wall of cameras. And I'm like, okay, answer their questions and let them take as many photos as they want as you. Like him and his brother and his cousins had to do when they were younger. But I think people forget it doesn't mean he's not going to play the game still. 
And it's very obvious he's playing the game. The kids oh, are yeah. a great use of deflection and they absolutely use them for that. And even just thinking about the coronation, the leaks and the sources were saying that, you know, the palace was kind of putting pressure on William and Kate for George to be a part of certain things. And they said, fine, we'll do it, but we want to try to make sure he's comfortable. And I think that's a lot of what Kate and William are going to be going through. I'm in no way implying that they don't care about their kids and are just going to throw them to the wolves, but I absolutely am implying that they will consider how they're going to use their kids for their PR. And that's exactly what they're going to do. They may not throw it to them, but they're going to dangle them. They're going to dangle them over the wolves. And also on top of that, I just don't like the fact that a man made a really shitty decision. And then once again, you have the really cute little girl right there to soften up the man's bad decisions. It reminds me how Kate, and we've talked about with her clothes, you know, and so many presidents, first ladies are supposed to soften up what these bad, what these men are doing and the bad things they're doing. And it felt very much like Charlotte was doing that. And to already have to be doing that at what, barely 10 years old, just makes me very sad for her, especially being the only female out of the siblings. It makes me scared that that's going to be like her place. Now you're going to soften up these hard edged things. Yeah, there's a lot of history repeating itself, which is very scary. And I I think, again, what one of the big reasons Harry wrote Spare was for this not to happen. So anyway, any any final thoughts, anything else we want to close up with? When I say Bling's a a lazy piece of shit, just know I'm not just being a hater. (laughs) I mean, factual. Okay, call me a hater, but with facts. Thank you. <laughs> listen, Alex said it best. Alex, listen, it's never boring. And that has been one of my favorite things about this podcast. It's always a good time recording. And I I can't wait to be hopefully invited back on if you'll have me in the future. Duh, bugging you monthly. <laughs> Love it. So as you know, you can find Lady Audacity on Instagram or TikTok at Lady Audacity. If you have any emails, any questions, comments, concerns, email Lady Audacity, T-E-A at gmail.com. You can hop on over to Patreon. Patreon and Apple subscriptions to listen to that Wallace Simpson episode and obviously more to come. And speaking of our Patreon, I must say, I'm going to be putting a vote on for our next one. And we have like a really exciting last thing we're going to do with Miss Meredith on there. And and I'm going to be making an announcement later today on our IG. So catch it there. And yeah, so you guys can chat with us a little more on our Patreon. So definitely subscribe there because some special stuff is going to be coming out. You can't get rid of me that fast. You just can't. No. <laughs> nope, I'm dragging her a little bit more along. Don't worry, guys. You're going to keep working. No, just kidding. So, yeah, until next time, until we meet again, friends, pinkies, pinkies up. up. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, folks. I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 